church. Wherever you are right now, whenever you're listening, I just encourage you right now just to close your eyes and focus your attention on Jesus. Just really believe this morning that the Lord wants to lift the weight from the world. He wants to lift that off you this morning. There is so much joy in the presence of Jesus. There is so much joy in the presence of Jesus. You know, when when the Apostle Paul was in prison, he, he writes in Philippians 4 verse 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In the Lord always. You know, our our joy is not dependent on our circumstances. Our joy is not dependent on what is going on around us. And you will not find your joy in the midst of chaos and confusion. Your joy is found in Jesus. So why don't you lift your eyes? Lift your eyes this morning and focus your attention on the Lord because I believe to fill you again this morning with his joy and with his peace. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Sing something always changes.
Jesus, you're the healer. Oh, Jesus, you're the healer. Oh, Jesus, you're the healer. Your love is the revival. Fire sets me free. Oh, Jesus, you're the healer. Sing, you lift my head.
we're just going to invite Jesus before we worship a little bit more we're just going to appropriate by faith what Jesus paid for in his earth walk there's anointing being released right now for healing in your body If you have some sickness or pain or weakness, just bring that to Jesus and focus. Take your mind off that sickness and just look to the solution. Look to the divine healing cabinet. Look to Christ. Picture him in your mind's eye. That's your healing. He is your healing. He is the healer. He is the great physician. He's the GP, the heavenly GP. Let's visit him now. By faith, receive. Receive from his side. Receive from his wounds. Right now, we release the healing balm of Calvary right now on your body receive it by faith receive it faith is the assurance of the things hoped for the certainty the certainty of what you believe right now Jesus move upon your people thank you Lord thank you Lord by your stripes We were healed. Receive it now. Darkness must go. The light has come. Sickness must go. Healing has come. The healer has come. He is divine health.
Just manifest your glory in the midst of your people. Shine through us so brightly that the world can't deny that you have risen. Manifest your fullness through your church in these days. Fulfill the prophetic word that you spoke over us. That we are the light of the world. Transform us. Make us your light. can take a moment and just pray for one another and I'm going to pray for those in need right now thank you Alice yeah Father we love you and we thank you for your goodness and, and for this beautiful day Lord we thank you that you see us and you know us Lord, and we pray for the healing of hearts and the renewing of minds for our brothers and sisters, Lord, experiencing loneliness and anxiety, that, Lord, that you would come and be our peace and our joy, Lord, that you would be the reason that we live and, and our joy every day, Lord, that your, um, your spirit would come and fill us with peace and hope as we look to you every day, Lord. Lord, we pray that you would unify us as brothers and sisters, that, um, yeah, as, as we unified that that would bring you glory to the earth Lord that um, as your children we would be a force to be reckoned with that as we go out every day that people would see your light and your power at work in us God Lord and we repent for any times that we have not been unified as your children Lord that where division may have come among us Lord we repent of that and we we declare yeah your unity over your church and your children Lord that as we stand together under you, that your power would be displayed in us, God. Lord, that as we live every day and wake every day, Lord, it would be for your glory, that your glory may come and fill the earth, Lord, and you would shine your light through us, your children. And Lord, we just declare that your church and your children, Lord, that in your church there would not be a lonely child. Lord, that we, yeah, we love you, Lord. We thank you for that. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Alex and Tess, for leading us in worship. Well, uh, we, we have uh, Braidwood here with us today. Um, we, all, we all love Braids. And, uh, yeah, love his passion for the Lord. And, and uh, so we're just we're going to hear a little bit about what Braid's been up to and, and then he's he's been praying, he's got a word uh, for, for us as a church he's going to share with us. So, yeah. Um, so Braid's, uh, where, where you been and what's what's been happening in your life lately? Hallelujah. Well, hello everyone. Um, yeah, I've been on a very long journey with the Lord Jesus. He's wonderful. 
And uh, when we follow him, he leads us to beautiful places. And so I've been uh, away for about, it came up to six months, I think it was probably five and a half. And I was uh, with the ministry called Christ for All Nations, which uh, many may know, evangelist Reinhard Bonnke, incredible man of God, and uh, just had a, his life was as straight as an arrow, really. He just seeked after the Lord and really followed his calling to the end, which was beautiful. Um, anyway, and so they're an evangelism ministry now led by uh, Daniel Kalenda. And I was blessed and graced, just thinking about it now even, uh, by the Lord to be there with them and train uh, for some time, for three months, specifically in crusade evangelism. And um, it, 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 I didn't realize how, how specific it would be until we got there. It was actually very specifically for mass crusade evangelism, something maybe we're not super familiar with in Australia, but it's coming in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the fire on that. Thank you, Jesus. I just felt the fire saying that. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. Man. I felt the fire when that came out. Thank you, Jesus. That excites God. Anyway, hallelujah. Man, I'm caught off guard. Thank you, Jesus. And so I got to go there. We did everything from how to preach an, a, a simple evangelistic message. We did the theology of the gospel. Um, and we even did crusade organizing and setting up large events and everything that goes into that. Then I was blessed to go to Africa for two months where... Uh, for three weeks, we did the most intense, it really was boot camp. That's the correct uh, word to describe what it was. It was waking up at 6 a.m. Um, and going out and preaching every single day the gospel as much as possible, really to just drill it into us, you know. And um, it was awesome, I'll tell you. It was incredible. We were tired, hungry, hadn't slept much, but it was fun. So, so what did you do after 6 a.m.? Like, what, to run us through your day? I'll run you through a day on a boot camp initiation. Hallelujah. And so <laughs> you get up 6 a.m., uh, try and get some time with the Lord if you could. Some people got up earlier. Definitely, that's obviously very important. Um, and then you eat some breakfast and jump straight in a van. Or actually, sorry, prayer first for 20, 30 minutes. Pray about the day the people are about to encounter. And then you jump in a van and you do one of two things. So we were broken into teams of five. And two teams would go and do what we call gospel trucks. We would literally, it's just a, like the, imagine a truck on a farm or something with some speakers strapped on it and a little podium on there too. And we'd go and pull up in the marketplaces, in the middle of the city, out in the villages and play some music and then just preach. And it's just like trial by fire, awesome, just throw you in the deep end sort of stuff. The other teams would go into schools, what they call children's crusades. It's just mind-blowing uh, the way God has opened the door in Tanzania. It's incredible, and there's a lot behind that. But, but I believe it's, it's largely because the president, when COVID hit, said, we're just going to fast and pray for three days. He called a nationwide fast and prayer. That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to battle this. And so they really kicked that thing hard when it came in. Um, and so the, I've, I believe the Lord has blessed them because of that and because they've stayed open. So all the missionaries in a lot of countries have, have flocked to Tanzania and the gospel has just been getting spread. Like, so I want to tell you today, it may not look like it, but God is doing things in the world. He is not silent. He is not silent. His gospel is moving out there. It's touching lives. In the last year, 
CFAN, the ministry of CFAN alone has nearly seen one million decisions for Jesus Christ in Tanzania. That's in one country. And so it may not look like it, friends, but I tell you, the gospel's going forward. People are being saved. Lives are being touched. Jesus is not silent. He's not stagnant. He's not hidden. He's out there on the front, on the front lines, touching lives. Hallelujah. And so, yeah, sorry, you have another question. I'm sorry. So anyway. <laughs> okay, so, so <laughs> this is awesome. So what, what, you know, you had breakfast at 6 o'clock and then, we, then, then it was gospel vans at what, 7 o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, so if you were in schools, your first school would start about 7.30 and you try and do at least f- six a day, so six preaching opportunities a day. You had a team of five, so you alternated preachers. Um, in the schools, we, a very short program, uh, you do about a 10-minute gospel message and altar call and then someone would pray for the Holy The second person would get up and pray for the Holy Spirit to come. And it was those times were some of the most beautiful things I've seen. Like 2,000 children with their hands out to the Lord saying, I want the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God touching them. Like incredible things that I've never dreamed of. Um, and so sometimes you got up to about maybe eight schools in a day, like opportunities. And so what happens, they partner with Scripture Union who comes in after and does discipleship classes, and we say to Scripture Union, we've been to this school, they received the gospel, lots of children uh, prayed with us to receive Jesus, now we'd love to partner with you for you to come in and disciple them. On the gospel trucks, yeah, you'd leave about probably 7.30, uh, get to your first place about 8, and then you'd have about 5 of those per day as well. So this is just pulling up. Sometimes, I mean, I got to preach right in the town square of the city. It was incredible at about four o'clock in the afternoon. And um, just, oh man, just so much fun. So you just, you're just going for it all day. No time for lunch. You just, it really is a boot camp. And then you get back at five, uh, have a shower if you could, probably not. You probably jump straight into a debrief or dinner. And then we'd pray at night and debrief and tell testimonies. And testimonies would go for two hours of all the things that had happened. People been healed, all this wonderful stuff. Tell us a um, an outrageous uh, miracle that you saw. Amen. Okay. Well, I I didn't. I wanted to fit a few in my message, but this is good you've asked me because I can sneak another one in now. Um, I want to tell, so after that I did something called the Capitalist, which is the big, bigger crusades that CFAN does. I want to tell this story. Um, so I was helping, I wasn't preaching. I got to actually pray for the sick one of the nights, which was just awesome. Anyway, I want to tell you this story. I'll try to be quick. So we, we do a gospel message, salvation, and then we have these booklets that we, we plug people into local churches with. That's very important. You know, CFAN is they highly value follow-up. And that's something I think that would maybe be a criticism people throw at them and say, well, but you don't, you know, disciple them. How are you going to disciple them? They highly value follow-up and they have a booklet which I'll immediately give to someone, fill out their details, and it goes to a local pastor in their area whose job it is to follow them up. Um, anyway, so we'll do the salvation, the, the preach, salvation altar call, and then someone gets up and prays for the sick. So a little short message, building faith and fire. Then we pray for the sick, cast demons out. It goes nuts. And anyway, this one night I was down 
um, vetting the, the healing testimonies that are coming up because we get them up on the platform and they share what Jesus has done for them just now. And so I was down there and a mother, this is so beautiful, a mother and a daughter came up to me, both Muslims. She was wearing, uh, her. the mother was wearing a headdress and uh, she was wide-eyed, like looking around, just not understanding what had just happened, just very dazed. And I, in, I had a translator with me. I said, what, what happened? She said, my daughter has been healed. I said, what do you mean? She said, she had pain up her arm. She had uh, nerve damage or something up her arm and across her back of her shoulders for two whole years. She's been in severe pain. And right now when you prayed, Jesus healed her. And I said, amen, that's beautiful. But she's grappling with this because she's a hardcore Muslim um, and grappling with what does this mean for me? This means my whole world has changed. And so she didn't know what quite to do with it. And so she's sort of saying, Jesus did this, but I don't know if I believe, but I have now seen it, but I don't know if I believe, but what's happening? It's just really beautiful to see it unravel in front of me. And so she runs up and gets her head scarf and wraps it around her daughter's head thinking oh no like we're muslims anyway her daughter's been encountered by the lord she's been healed and so we said to her you don't have to get up and testify that's okay we're not going to obviously not force you to do anything you don't want to do but we would love to share this with the people she said no we can't do that i said that's fine and as we're talking interviewing the daughter the mother backs away into the crowd she was scared so I, I felt from the Lord, this is this huge crowd. I mean, I'm a Mzungu, which means white person. I'm gonna, probably going to get mobbed. But I walked in there with a translator because I just felt to go after her. And I, and I walked up to her and I said, wow. I said, who healed your daughter tonight? And she said, it's Jesus healed my daughter. And I said, can I please pray for you? And she says, Yes, please. And so I start to pray for her and she starts repeating after me. And I said, oh, I think you misunderstood. I just wanted to bless you. I said, do you want to receive Jesus? She said, yes, I want to receive Jesus as my Savior and Lord. And I said, I said, okay, let's do that. So I led her to Jesus right there. I said, have you heard the gospel tonight? She said, I listened to the whole message. I said, good. So you've heard the real gospel Let's receive Jesus right now together. I pray with her. She received Jesus there on the spot. And then I turned to my translator to give her a booklet so we could get her plugged in. I showed her the booklet. She opens her bag, and at the very bottom of her bag, she'd stuff one of the, our booklets down there, obviously scared to hide it from her husband or family or something. But she wanted Jesus deeply. And so she'd hidden the booklet in her bag. It gets even better. So... Uh, I, I took her number because we wanted to, I wanted to follow up with her the next night just to make sure she was okay. And so the next night, we broke witchcraft in the city. We burnt witchcraft in these barrels. It's awesome. We go after... It's just you cut the legs off witchcraft in the city. And... Um, as so the, the preachers up there like breaking witchcraft i'm down there burning a barrel of witchcraft and <laughs> it's just like demons are just exploding like people are getting delivered it's just awesome like the kingdom is crashing into the earth anyway so this is the the third night or so i see the mother and daughter they come up to me at the end of the meeting and again she's wide-eyed like just freaking out 
And I, I said, oh, sorry, I missed out. The daughter got saved that night as well. She also prayed to receive Jesus with one of our translators as I was with the mother. Anyway, the second night. So I, um, I saw them. They said, please, we want to speak to you. And so I went up to them. And she said, when the preacher prayed tonight for witchcraft to be broken, I felt fire fall on me. And I had pain in my head, my shoulders, and my legs. And when the fire hit me, I felt like I was burning, but my pain left. She said, she got delivered of a demon is what happened. She had no language for it. She got fully delivered. And so here's this lady... And I, uh, here's this lady who the night before, she's seen her daughter gets, get healed. Then her daughter gets saved. Then she gets saved. Then the second night she gets delivered of demons and filled with the Holy Ghost. Incredible. And this is all just one, this is one testimony out of millions, a thousand, sorry, that we saw. But incredible to see Jesus working on people like that. Yeah. That's so awesome. So tell us a little bit about the burning witchcraft. I mean, we love we love fires here, you know, but we only get to burn wood. So take us through that process, man. What sort of things do you burn? Hallelujah. So, <laughs> hallelujah. Um, so I think it was something Reinhardt started doing a while ago. What they do is the, the preacher will ask for a list of local um, curses and, and demons that people worship and believe in. Um, and then they'll bring it to the crusade. So we'll get it from one of the locals. And they will go through name name by name and say, we break the power of this demon in Jesus' name. It's broken. We break the power of this curse in Jesus' name. And you do it from the platform. Daniel explained it to us. It's not necessarily because we believe it has power, because we don't. We believe Jesus is king and his blood is more powerful than anything in the universe. And so... It's, it's actually for the people who believe in this stuff because they're bound by it. But when we say, when we come in and say, no, Jesus is king. He's, he's made a public spectacle of every principality and power and his name is above every name. And tonight that curse is broken. It breaks people obviously out by faith in Jesus' name. So then we say, if you, I think they said it the night before, if you have any, uh, like like people do witchcraft with, um, you know, juju and voodoo and emblems and all sorts of crystals and just demonic, like lots of things so that they worship and some have snakes and things. So we say, bring it to the crusade. And if you want to give it up, put it in the barrel at the front. And then when we break the list of curses, we will burn the witchcraft in Jesus' name and it will be done. So we did that. And uh, I, got, I got the honor of putting the petrol in the barrel. And my, <laughs> my friend came up and threw a match. And it went... There's a, there's a, um, a video of it on, on Facebook. I'll, send me a message and I'll send it to you. That sounds exciting. Yeah. We're looking forward to being able to do that here soon. Uh, so, yeah, look, we... You know, as a church, obviously, we, we're really excited about partnering uh, with the gift of evangelism on your life. And we were looking forward to doing some, uh, you know, some outreaches here and some music festivals. And looks like that's been delayed a little bit. Um, so I believe you're, you're heading over to Tanzania for three months and leaving us here. Um, <laughs> so... There's a bunch of us would like to come with you, but uh, yeah, we don't we don't.
quite have that privilege right yet. Um, so, yeah, just what's your heart for Australia and, and what do you hope to see happen in the next six months? Thanks, Jules. Uh, yeah, so I'm heading back next week. I just really felt it's a long story uh, with the Lord, but felt that actually my training wasn't over yet, that there was more equipping that he wanted me to get. And so, uh, yeah, it wasn't really my plan, but sort of the way things have worked out with the way things are. Anyway, the Lord, I'll share this. Um, I'll share this encounter I had with the Lord when I was in Orlando getting trained. And I was in my bedroom one afternoon, very tired, just after, you know, classes are intense. But the Lord showed me this vision and I was knocked over on the floor, just getting plastered by the Holy Spirit. And I saw God take a branding iron in the shape of Australia. And he came up to me and branded me with Australia on my, on my heart. And I've, it's safe to say for me that Australia will always be my home. Australia will always be uh, the place I long to see revived and lit on fire for Jesus. And so, yeah, I think always me going to the nation, but I've had many words about the nations as well. But I think what I've, what I've currently figured out with the Lord is that going to the nations is unto bringing fire, passion, expectation and faith back to Australia to see Australia burn for Jesus. And it's my dream to see mass evangelism take place here in our nation. I believe in it. I believe it's part. It's one piece. It's not everything. It's one piece of what the whole body needs to come together and do. And I believe, uh, I totally believe in, there's many gifts. There's, I believe in the fivefold. Uh, but I believe that's my part of what I want to do here in Australia is see the masses hear the gospel. And so there's many things the Lord's been talking to me about that. But at the moment, I'm going to go get more equipped and trained, going to learn how to run such big events because it's a lot of planning and organizing and things. Um, and then I'll be back in end of November. My brother's festival will go ahead still at the moment in Queensland, uh, which is a, a type of what we want to do here in Australia. And, and then next year, I mean, it's really depending on what the, the rules do. But as soon as we can, I'd love to start doing some, some evangelism here. And, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, I, I believe now <laughs> I have a calling as an evangelist. But I just, it's, it's, it's simpler and, and deeper than that for me. I, I know what Jesus has done in my life. I know how lost I was without him. And I know that when I met him, I'm a different person and his love has impacted me deeply and I just genuinely believe that the world needs that. Doesn't it doesn't matter if you're an evangelist, it doesn't matter if uh you you're terrified of evangelism. I know that we all who love Jesus know that people need Jesus. <laughs> all of us who love Jesus know that people need the love of Jesus and that the only thing that's going to fix their problem is the love of Jesus. And so I, I burn to see us take a hold of that and run with it in Jesus' name. Yeah, so we're going to let you loose in a minute. But um, yeah, we're just keen to learn from you, you know, in this time uh, that you're going to go spend uh, with Christ for All Nations and come back on fire and uh, keen to receive what you receive over there. Um, just wanted to put it out there as well uh, for anyone that wants to sow into and into the ministry uh, in in uh, Africa 
and in, I believe, Tanzania and Nigeria. Uh, yeah, you can deposit some money into a Harvest Time account, just put Braid's name on there and we'll see that he gets that. Um, that would be awesome. So, yeah, we, we yeah, look forward to hearing what you have to share with us now. Bless you. Thanks, Jules. Thank you so much. Um, amen. How long do you think is good? Whatever the Lord directs us to. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> uh, amen. Okay. Hallelujah. 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 In Africa, I picked up more hallelujahs. That's, that's, that's their language over there. <laughs> hallelujah. And so let me uh, get formal about this. Um, Thank you so much for having me, Jules, and Holly as well. I love you very much. And, uh, you know, I was thinking and praying for you the other day, and what, what I love about you guys so much is the simplicity and the raw love of Jesus that you carry and the raw pursuit to go after Him. It's truly uh, unique and beautiful and what more of the body needs in our country and around the world. And I just want to honor you and honor that and honor this place and the, the cultiva cultivation of the love of Jesus in this place. It's truly, you know, there were many times I was overseas and I, um, I'm just going to grab this. Uh, I was at Nations Church actually and I was longing to be here with you guys and <laughs> to be down the front here just on my face getting plastered in the Lord. Um, for anyone who's listening, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, not anything else. Jesus is King. So... I, I do have a message for you today. You know, it's been uh, very interesting, and uh, I've sort of been back and forth on what to share. So this is just going to come out. I'm trusting the Lord in it, and I believe my job today is to impart faith and impart uh, passion and fire and expectancy for what is possible in the Lord. That's what I'm here to do. Uh, you know, I love Sim so much, and I love Anna very much, and all the incredible teachers you have in the house here who love deep revelation. We love you. We need you. Um, I feel my job in this piece is to preach. So I'm going to preach today. I may get loud, but I'm going to preach today in the, uh, with the faith and hope that you will be filled with expectation that you'll be filled with fire, and that you'll be filled with expectancy of what God can do. Is that, that good? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And you can hallelujah with me. So firstly, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to share uh, a prophetic word. I suppose you can call it that. It's something that I, I was praying about Harvest Time Church, and it's something that I feel the Lord has placed on my heart, just what He showed me. Then I'm going to preach a message called, There is More. And we're going to get there in a second. And then we're going to close it out. And together, I just want us to come before the Lord and surrender again. We can never be surrendered enough. But just say, Jesus, you truly have my gaze. You truly have my eyes fixed on you. And so let's jump in here in Jesus' name. I love you so much. Harvest Time Church, I was praying for you uh, I think two days ago, and this is what I felt was on the heart of the Lord. Obviously, Jules, you take it to the Lord always, and we need each other to discern these things. But I felt the heart of Jesus saying this. I felt Him saying, 
Not you, my bride. Not you. Don't, do not get caught up in the way that the world is going. My beloved ones, my special ones, and I feel this is specifically for Harvest Time Church, my special ones, my beloved ones, I feel the Lord is saying, I love the way that you love me. I love the way that you love me like a bride loves a bridegroom. I feel this is specifically for you. But I feel the Lord says, don't get caught up. Do not get distracted. Do not get distracted by the winds and the waves of the world, by the media, by what they're saying out there. Come up again, look at me again, and keep your gaze fixed upon me. I feel that's what he's saying. And I felt the Lord show me this in the scripture. Uh, and I want to go to Genesis 15. It's okay, I'll just read it. You can go there if you like. But it's the story of God making a covenant with Abram. And I feel this actually may have been a bit of a theme for you. I was speaking to Sim last week, but I feel this is what the Lord is saying. I'm just going to read here. It says this, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, not one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This one shall not be your heir. But one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. See, that is the promise of God. Amen. And this is the part I really want to dig in on. This is for you guys. Verse 5. Then he brought him outside and said, Look toward the heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said, to him so shall be your descendants you see God gave Abram a promise God had a promise for Abram that he would have a son with Sarah and that his descendants would would uh, be a great nation and I feel this is what the Lord is saying the Lord has given you Harvest Time Church a promise there is a promise here there is prophetic words here. There is a destiny here. But what the Lord is saying is, don't look around. You see, Abram was in his tent when the Lord spoke to him. And the word came to him and he looked around at all of his things, everything that was in his domain, everything that was in his influence, and he thought to himself, how can I make the word of the Lord happen? How can I fulfill the promise of the Lord? I feel this is what God is saying. And I had a picture of the father coming down. And he took Abram by the hand. And he walked him out of the tent. This is a prophetic picture of getting out of your strength. Getting out of your uh, flesh. Out of your influence. Out of what is under your control. And looking to the Lord. Do you see that? Does that make sense? 
Say amen. <laughs> amen. And so the Lord is saying, get your eyes off what you can see. Get your eyes off what is in your uh, realm of influence in the natural. Come outside and look up. Come outside and look up. Look to me, the author and the perfecter of your faith. Is that, is that good? Is that good for you? Amen. So that is the word. Everyone, <laughs> it's, it's Africa up in here. Hallelujah. So that's the word I felt for you. It's to keep your eyes, keep your gaze upon the author and the perfecter of your faith. Get outside and look up to him. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so, hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach a message now. And like I said uh, before, my purpose is to build your faith and expectancy for what is possible. And I'm going to share a story from uh, Africa, from my, my journey there. But I want to start by praying. That's where I want to start. So let's pray. Let's close our eyes and look to Jesus. Jesus, we love you. We honor you. We bless you. And I'm just praying right now, Father, that you would open the eyes of everyone who hears this message, that you would open the ears to hear in this room and also uh, online, that you would open people's ears to hear what it is that you would say today. I'm asking, Father, that you rip off any blindness that we have let in, me included, Lord, and that you allow us to see with clarity, full vision, the face of Jesus and the truth that you are today. Give us faith. Give us boldness to stand in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to go to a scripture uh, in Ephesians 3.20. <laughs> you may know it very well, and that's okay. As I said, I'm going to preach, not so much teach today. But this is a well-known verse, and I want to dig into it a little more today. Uh, let me just read it to you. Ephesians 3.20. Re and remember the theme that we're looking to Jesus today. We're looking, we're looking up, taking our eyes off our circumstance and looking to the Lord. And he says this, Now unto him... Who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us? To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let me go again. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly, that means above, it means, it means more than overflowing, an overflowing amount, more than we could even ask, more than we could even think. Some translations say more than you could even imagine. Who in here thinks they could imagine some pretty wild things with the Lord? Been on some good bushwalks with Jesus imagining some wonderful things. He says, I can do more than that. He says, my power is more than that. 
It's, it's, it surpasses that dream. It surpasses that vision. It surpasses, it surpasses everything you've ever thought. That's incredible. That is an incredible promise, I believe. And as I was reading this, I th- believe I was in, uh, on the mission field, I-, I thought to myself, what made Paul write such a thing? Where did that come from? What made Paul, other than obviously we know he was under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but what was, God, what was Paul thinking of when he wrote this? And I felt the Lord take me to Acts 19. You can turn there if you like. You see, this uh, scripture was written to the church in Ephesus. And I want to go to Acts 19. This is where I felt the Lord lead me, where Paul was actually in Ephesus. And I felt to read what happened there. In Ephesus. And so I'm going to start uh, Acts 19 at verse 8. And it says this. This is Paul in Ephesus, by the way. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of heaven. But when some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way, before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. And this continued for two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. What an incredible thing. Uh, I'm going to skip down to, there's an incredible story in there about the sons of Sceva, which you may have learnt, but that is a whole other message in itself. Um, So we're going to skip to verse 18 after this incident. It says this, And many who believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the number of the value of them. And it totaled to be 50,000 pieces of silver. And so the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Say amen. Amen. I want to give you today, I felt the Lord was just saying to me before, a big picture, a prophetic marker, if you will. You see, the Lord has promised to this house to see a move of God. I believe that. The Lord has promised to us in this house to see our region shaken for the kingdom of God. What does it look like? What does it look like? And I believe this is a prophetic marker for us in Acts 19. What if we believed this could happen in the northern beaches? What if we believed Ephesians 3.20, that the Lord could do more than we could ask, think, or even imagine? I feel this is what God is calling us into today. And I want to believe with you for the northern beaches to be radically encountered by the kingdom of heaven, in Jesus' name. So let's put, I feel the Lord actually gives us a few um, points here on how and why this happened. We go back to verse 8. It says that when he went into the synagogue, he spoke boldly for three months. He reasoned and persuaded concerning the things of the kingdom of heaven. My first point there would be, Let me read one verse actually more. But when uh, some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. And so 
for two years, it says he preached. My first point there is that Paul was persistent. That Paul did not give up. He knew the calling of the Lord. He knew the message of the Lord. And he did not back down. When they wouldn't receive him in the synagogue, he went to the street and continued preaching the gospel. And I want to say to us today, I want to encourage you today, have perseverance in Jesus' name. Receive perseverance in Jesus' name. Anyone listening, receive it from the Lord today in Jesus' name. The time right now is a little tough. I understand that. And it's hard. I've been in it with you for a few months, not as long as you have. But I'm right there with you. It's not easy all the time. But the Lord is calling us. Do the things which you did at first. Read your Bible. Pray. Seek the Lord. And have perseverance. Continue pushing. Continue going. Keep striving forward in the Lord. And don't give up. And so if you're feeling today like you've lost it, like you don't know where to go from here, like your faith is a bit shaky, I'm saying have perseverance, continue in the Lord, continue doing the things you know to do, continue reading your Bible, continue praying, continue seeking the Lord, continue worshipping Him, even when you don't feel like it, and you will see Him do mighty things in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. The second part I want to pick up on is what do you think the message that Paul was sharing was? What do we think that was? And I think we get some pretty clear uh, pointers in Scripture, mainly from Paul's letters. <laughs> Hallelujah. The way that I read Paul's letters especially I'm thinking of uh, 2 Corinthians and 1 Corinthians, is that he is continually pointing people back to the simple gospel. He's not coming and preaching a new message every time about some new angel that he encountered along the road. That's cool. I'm not saying that's not cool. That his stuff is cool. He pointed people back to the cross. That was his ministry. He pointed the disciples back to the cross and said, he would say, remember, remember, you were once darkness, but you are now light in the Lord. Remember when you were lost, but Jesus came on the cross at Calvary. He forgave your sin. He washed you clean, and now you are light in the Lord. And I believe this is exactly what he would have preached here. I think another marker is in Romans 1. Where Paul says that, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the simple gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Why, in verse 11, did God back up Paul's preaching with mighty miracle signs and wonders? It says here that God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So that even his handkerchiefs and his aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them, and evil spirits were cast out of them. Why did God back him in such a way? I believe the answer is he preached the simple gospel. He preached the one way. And when you preach the one way, Jesus on the cross, Jesus' death 
and his resurrection, life given to all men, God will back that message. That is God's favorite message. <laughs> the Bible says that it is the mystery hidden for ages now revealed through Jesus. That is God's message and he will back it every single time. I tell you, I promise you, when you share the simple gospel, God will back it with his power. It is a tried and true, tested truth of the Bible. I believe it. And I want to tell you today why. You see, the Bible says this. Is this okay? Are we good? You good? Amen. Amen. You feeling some faith rising up in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This means he does not change. This means that what he did in this word, he will do today. This means that the healings and the miracles and the splitting, even the splitting of the Red Sea, <laughs> he will do today. It is possible for him. Hallelujah. Do you want to know how I know this is true? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know how I know this is true? Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story from Africa of when I saw this very thing in action. And I want to tell it so that you are filled with faith and expectancy to see it happen here in the northern beaches. Hallelujah. That was a question mark, hallelujah. That was nice. That word is just, it's praise God and it's many things. It's beautiful. Thank you, Lord. I want to tell you a story about a village called Ukombosi. Uh, this word means redeemed in Swahili. And so it was the third week, second week, sorry, the end of the second week of my initiation, which we talked about before. We'd been preaching and preaching and preaching preaching the simple gospel for two weeks every day in and out five times a day sometimes and healing the sick and this one afternoon we were way out we'd done the city lots so we got out of the the main city we were way out and we went to some villages that were about an hour and a half away from any uh civilization <laughs> any internet or anything we're out there in the bush and We'd been preaching all day, and I was very, very tired. I hadn't eaten much. In fact, the whole time, I'd just been preaching. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't honestly had a lot of time with the Lord. Um, I, there just wasn't time. We'd just been preaching, literally preaching, debriefing, and preaching. And we were way out there. And finally, at the end of the day, we'd done four villages. It was, uh, I prayed for the sick in one of them. Some people got healed. It was wonderful. Then the fifth village came, and we're in the van together, and my leader turns to me, and he says, Braid, we've got to get you in uh, one more time today, and uh, I just want to let you know, man, you know, we're going to go to a bit of a smaller village. There's probably not many people there, and uh, so, you know, you won't be preaching to many, uh, but, you know, there could be one Billy Graham there, and that's worth it. <laughs> and I said, Eric... Uh, if there's no one there, it's worth it. I'm going to go preach the gospel in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because it says to preach to all creation, including the trees and the cornfields, with the many of. And so I said, Eric, count me in, brother. Let's do it. Let's go. And so we drove up into this village. And I was reminded 
That morning, when I woke up, you know that state you're in where you're sort of half dreaming but half awake and you're sort of coming out of it? I was in that state and I had a vision that morning. I just got reminded of it. I was in the vision. I was standing at an altar, like a, the front of a preaching platform. And I saw uh, like an ocean, not an ocean, it wasn't that big, but a crowd of people around me. And as I was standing there, I was simply standing there, the Lord spoke to me in the dream. And he said, tell my people that I love them. That was his message. He said, tell these people that I love them. And I thought, I woke up and thought, wow, that's, that was just wonderful, Lord. Thank you. I don't know what that was all about, but I suppose that's what you want me to tell your people. Amen. And so <laughs> I sort of put it on the shelf and I thought nothing of it. And as I'm pulling into this village, this vision comes back to me and I remembered it. Anyway, so we're driving into the village. It's these crazy muddy roads. We've got literally big uh, speakers strapped on with straps and they're sort of flopping all over the place. But there's a guy on the back hang half hanging on and he's got some tunes pumping. And um, <laughs> it's just this one song. It's like, Asante Yesu, which means thank you, Jesus. And he's hanging on the back there just pumping the tunes. So we accidentally drive down this little tiny village. There's one main road with some shops on the sides and people's houses. And we drive down through the main street. Accidentally, we got to an end. Uh, the end of the street was a dead end. And we had music blaring, like worship music blaring. And I'm thinking, there's going to be not many people here. It's a little village, but that's okay. We'll preach anyway. So we pull back up, we reverse out, and we come back to the front of the street. There we set up the truck. We turned it sideways so it was facing down this long road. And I tell you what, little by little, people started to come. They came out of their houses. They even came out of the cornfields. It was big corn, about almost the size of our truck, definitely taller than me. And <laughs> these people started to come, wondering, what is this? What are these crazy white people in this loud music? And they started to come, and they lined the streets until I couldn't believe it. I went behind the truck, just with the Lord, and I just said, Lord, just use me today. I just ask you that you use me today and that you preach your gospel and that you speak to these people what you want to speak. Let it not be about me, but let it be about you. And I just had a bit of a moment with the Lord and I came out from behind that truck and I, I kid you not, there are about 250 people lining the street ready to hear the gospel. And we starting to believe that God is able to do more than we could ask, think or imagine. I tell you, it is possible. Anything is possible with Jesus. And so I got up there and I preached a message called Redeemed. It comes from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. It says, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you have been redeemed, but it was with the precious blood of Jesus Christ who is like a lamb without spot or blemish. And I tell you, I said that day I went full bonky. 
I let it go, man. I let it fly. The Holy Spirit was in the air. It was like, it was like the air was vibrating. The Holy Spirit was shaking the place. And I was shouting, redeemed, redeemed, redeemed. You can be redeemed to Jesus today. He has come today to set you free from your sin. Hallelujah. Can you hear me in the back? And I was preaching the gospel. And I was preaching and preaching. And every time I would say, redeemed, my translator would say, ukombosi. And I would say, redeemed. And he would say, ukombosi. And every time, people's eyes would light up a little more. And something was happening. You see, the Holy Spirit was jumping on the back of the gospel and penetrating hearts. He was touching hearts. He was showing them the way. Showing them the truth. And something happened that brought me to tears. I said, who today wants to receive Jesus? If you want to receive Jesus, if you want to be redeemed to God and you want your sin forgiven, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, there is one way, Jesus Christ. A no-frills gospel. Raise your hand for me today. And I'll tell you, it took my breath away. Every single hand in this village went up to receive Jesus. I couldn't see one person who didn't want Jesus. Every hand went up and said, I want him. I want him. And so I, I was very emotional, but I kept preaching and I said, okay. If you, I prayed with them. said, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I want you. I believe in you. I trust you. I led them to the Lord. And I said, now. If you, if you prayed this prayer with us today, we have a gift for you. It's a booklet. It's called Now That You're Saved. It was written by Evangelist Reinhard Bonke. And it gives you some steps for what's next in your Christian walk. You see, this isn't the end, but the beginning of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we want to give you this booklet. And we want to get your details so that we can plug you into a family. Because no one should be alone. Jesus didn't leave you as an orphan, but he wants you plugged into a community. And so we did this, and I I started to cry. Because as I said, who wants this? The whole village started to stream forward. About 200 people streaming forward. Little children streaming forward. We had a children's booklet as well. And I looked at my team, I looked at my boss, I said, I don't know what to do. So I just said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've got a video of it. Not kidding. I said, thank you, Jesus. And I started to worship because I didn't know what to do. I was so caught off guard. And it gets better. You see, your God is able to do more than you could ask, think, or even imagine, according to the power that works in you. He is, he is able. He is able. He is faithful. And the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside you today. That is the truth of the word of God. And so I felt the Lord speak to me in my heart. My team was handing out books, taking numbers so we could give it to a local pastor. And the Lord said to me, there is a, oh, sorry, let me back up. I'm standing at the altar. I'm in tears. I have my hands raised. And I'm worshipping, just saying, Asante Yesu, Asante Yesu, in Swahili. Thank you, Jesus. 
And the Lord brought back to remembrance so clear the vision I had had earlier that morning where I was standing at an altar and it was exactly the same thing. I was standing at an altar and people were in front of me and I said, everyone, listen, I have one more thing to say. This, this morning, the Lord spoke to me about you, for you. And he said this, tell my people that I love them. And I said, you know, you are not unseen, but seen. The Lord told me this morning that he loves you individually. Each, each one of you, he loves you dearly. And then I heard the Lord speak to my heart and he said, I will confirm what you have preached today. There's a man here and he's going to get healed in front of the whole village and they're going to see it. And I said, that's awesome, Lord. Amen. <laughs> so I got down off the, off the platform. My time was up. Does anyone know Jackie Ford? Maybe. She, yeah, she got up and she, she did the healing segment. And so I'm walking down the street. It's beautiful. And I saw an old man sitting over here to my left and he was sort of crunched up sitting on the ground, very old guy. And I felt to go up here. I thought, Lord, maybe it's this guy. Maybe he's going to get healed. And in the meantime, they're praying for the sick on the platform and taking testimonies. I walked up to him and I said in my very broken Swahili, I said, sir, do you need healing today? And he gestured to me. He said like this, I need a book. I need a booklet. I said, oh, you got saved today. He said, yes, I need a booklet. Please get me a booklet. I said, wait here, sir. I went and got him a booklet. I came back and I said to him, uh, in my broken Swahili, I helped him fill out the back of the booklet where they put their name, they put their, their age, their phone number, their email, whatever, so we can plug them in. But in one part of the form, it has the word uh, village or town. And the man wrote his village name on there. And I was helping with him and I sat down next to him and he, he ripped it out and he gave it to me and I looked at it and read it and I couldn't believe my eyes. And I said to him, sir, is this the name of your village? He said, yes, yes. I said, is this where I'm standing right now? This name here, is this where I'm standing? He said, yes. I said, so, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me this right here is your village name? He said, yes. Do you know what that name was? The name of that village was Ukombosi, redeemed. <laughs> Your God is able to do more than you could ask, think, or even imagine. We preach the message of redemption with the title Redemption in the village called Redemption. <laughs> And 182 people made documented decisions for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can we praise the Lord right there? Thank you, Lord. My point in sharing this is not to talk about Braidwood. I couldn't do that if I really tried. That is the Spirit of the Lord working in the earth. Whew. Thank you, Lord. My point today, as I have said from the beginning, is to stir your faith and to fan into flame, to remind you again of the God you serve. Your God is not a dead God. He did not stay in the grave. 
He's not just a tradition. He's not just in a building. He is very living. In fact, he is life itself. <laughs> and he sits on a throne with life pouring out of him today. And so I encourage you, know him deeply. Seek him every day. Continue. Be persistent. Continue to pray. Continue to seek. Continue to press in because he is more real than anything you could imagine. And his power in you can do more than you could ask or think or even imagine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to finish today. I don't know where that, that phone's going. That's all right. I want to finish today. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. I don't really know where we're going to land. But I had this revelation during my time at CFAN. And I'm yet to fully formulate it in words, but it is this. Many of us act as though, this is Christians I'm talking about, we act as though we're still waiting for God to move. We act as though we're still waiting for God to do something. I want to tell you today, maybe God is waiting for us. You see, Jesus died on the cross. And when he died on the cross, he said, it is finished. He said, my work is done. The devil is defeated. The power of a sin, it's, it's been paid for. The power of a sickness has been paid for. It's done. And then he raised from the dead, hallelujah, and he came to his disciples and he said, all authority, all authority, not some, not most, not 95%, but all authority in heaven and on the earth has been given to me. Therefore, you go. Therefore, you go with my authority. Move forward. Preach the gospel. Share me. Share the life-saving gospel. Pray, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. Go in my name. That's what our Jesus said. Am I, am I right? That's what he said. And so I learned, I began to learn with my time there. And uh, hear me correctly. There is a real enemy. I understand that. The Bible says he, the devil is the, our enemy. But our, I feel almost more, more times than not, that our true enemy is unbelief. That what we struggle with most is trusting and having faith in what Jesus has already done. And that's what I want to call us to today. Let's be a people who believe our Jesus. Let's be a people who believe 100% in the power of the cross. You, you, can't, you can't take the bits of this Bible you like and leave the other bits out. If it's true, then it's all true. If Jesus is real, then it's all real. And if he said what he said, then we have to live like it. I may be getting a little bit pumped up, but that's okay and sidetracked. My point is, I'm going to live 100% for the Lord as much as I can. And I'm calling you today to do it with me.
Let's believe. So if you'd like to stand, <laughs> stand with me. If you're listening at home, we love you. Stand with us today. Let's just look, set our gaze, set our gaze upon the author, the perfecter of our faith, Jesus. And just let's just look at him, just begin to love him. Just begin to love him right there. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. And as you're looking at the Lord, I'm just going to pray for you. And I believe there's going to be some freedom right here. But Lord, we just worship you. And we thank you, Jesus, for the cross. We thank you for going to the cross. We thank you for carrying our sin and taking our punishment, Lord. We thank you for rising from the dead, Jesus. We thank you for defeating death and sin. You are amazing, Lord. There is none like you. There is none like you, Lord. You are beautiful. You are lovely. You are precious, Jesus. You are precious, Jesus. We worship you. I'm just going to begin to pray for you, all, the, all those who are listening and believing by faith right now through the Holy Spirit that God is going to begin to encounter you He's going to begin to deliver you and set you free from mindsets. You see, our war is in our heads most of the time. And the Lord today is going to set us free, me included, all of us. So Lord, I just pray right now in your authority that you have given us, Lord, by your blood, that all unbelief would leave in Jesus' name. We collectively come against unbelief in Jesus' name. We come against complacency in Jesus' name. We rebuke you and we command you to get off and get out in Jesus' name. Right now. Right now in Jesus' name. And God, I pray for every single person right now. I feel people are battling with confusion and brain fog. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I command you off them. Confusion, leave in Jesus' name. Confusion, leave in Jesus' name. Blindness, leave in Jesus' name. Sleepiness, dull-heartedness, leave in Jesus' name. Get off now by the authority of Jesus Christ. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom today. That's what the Lord says. The Lord says, there is freedom for you today. The Spirit of the Lord is upon Jesus because He has come to set the captives free. So we thank you today, Lord. I thank you for those listening that a newfound freedom would come. And I'm asking on their behalf, God, for the gift of faith to be imparted to them. 
that faith would rest upon them, Lord. Greater faith, greater faith, greater revelation, greater revelation, Lord. And we believe you, Father. We believe the words you have spoken over our church. We believe what you have said about Harvest Time Church. We believe what you have said about the northern beaches, Lord. We believe you for a move of God. And in this time, God, we choose to trust you wholeheartedly. We choose to trust in you. We trust in you. We trust in your cross. We trust in your blood. We trust in your authority, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I also, I'm just going to pray right now. I feel to pray. If anybody is sick who is listening, it's about time we saw this thing crack open in Australia. It's no different in Africa than here. It's no different. It's the same blood. It's the same cross. It's the same Jesus. It always has been. And you know, this is what the, actually, this is what the Lord says to you today. A leper came to Jesus and he said, if you are willing, Jesus, you can make me clean. You see, the question was not, is Jesus able? Everybody knows God is able to heal. He's the God of the universe. He created everybody and every person listening. The question is, is Jesus willing? In other words, does He want to? Well, I tell you, friends, in that scripture, He gives us His answer. He says, I am willing. Oh, Jesus. He says, I am willing. In other words, I want to. It is my desire to heal you. It is my desire that you are clean. It is my desire that you are free of your pain, that you are free of your sickness. That's what the Lord would say to you today. And so right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we command and speak the authority and healing power of Jesus Christ to touch bodies. I command cancer to leave in Jesus' name. I command cancer to go in Jesus' name. We command paralysis to go in Jesus' name. I speak to nerve damage in Jesus' name. Be healed now by the authority of God. Be healed right now in Jesus' name. I command hip pain and knee pain and joint pain to be healed in the name of Jesus right now. Blindness be healed in the name of Jesus. Deafness be healed in the name of Jesus right now. Be healed. Be cleansed. Skin disease. Be cleansed in Jesus' name. Be cleansed in Jesus' name. Everyone under the sound of my voice, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. It is God's desire for you to be made well. And anyone listening with coronavirus, we speak health and healing to your body right now. We rebuke that virus and tell it to get off. And we command health to your body. Jesus paid for you to be made well. Thank you, Lord.
thank you, Lord. I pray that this has uh, touched you today and uh, that the Lord has, I believe the Lord has imparted faith, fire, passion, expectation into your life. And I'm believing with you for a move of God in your suburbs, in the northern beaches and in Sydney. We will see it come and I'm just saying, Hold on with me. I'm speaking to those actually right now. I just feel this who are lonely and lost and anxious. And you just tuned in to harvest. Hold on in Jesus' name. Hold on in Jesus' name. Persevere. Persevere. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. The Lord is our shepherd. And we shall not want. In Jesus' name, bless you. Thanks so much, Braids. Yeah, we just receive that word as our body. And uh, we just take it into our hearts, into our spirits. And um, yeah, we just, we bless you you as you go out. As you go out into the world. And, um, yeah, we look forward to hearing more testimonies when you return and, yeah, partnering with you in furthering this, go- this gospel, and furthering the kingdom. Amen. Amen. We're going to worship together just a little longer and, and, yeah, we just, we love to... Exalt Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. Yeah, if you if you've been listening and not sure if you actually were going to leave this world today, if you're going to be with Jesus, I'm just going to ask Braids to pray for you. If you'd like to be sure of your eternal destiny, then this is a moment for you. glory the goodness of God that we do not match up to him and it says that the wages of sin what the things we have done wrong sin is lying cheating stealing looking at someone with lust it's it's fulfilling the instant gratification monster of the flesh but it says that if we die in this sin that our our wages what we will receive for that is death and death eternally that we will be lost in for in a in a state of forever broken relationship with the lord with god who is all goodness and light that is a horrible thing but you see this is why it's called good news because god so loved the world god is love and he so loved mankind that he could not leave mankind to be lost and the bible says that this is love not that we love god but that he loved us and that he would send his son for us to be a propitiation or a covering a satisfaction for our sin and so this is exactly what god did jesus came as a man he is fully god but fully a man he felt everything you feel. He went through everything you go through. He knows every trial and probably more than you will ever experience. And he walked perfectly on this earth. And he willingly said to to God, "I will take the punishment for them. I will take the judgment upon myself so that mankind does not have to die." And he went to the cross. He was ridiculed, beaten, mocked, spat upon, he was even whipped. He was marred beyond any man. You couldn't even recognize him and then he hung on a cross in my place and in your place. And then God poured the punishment for every sin. Think of that, every every murder, every rape, every horrible thing that's happened. The punishment for it was put upon his son Jesus. And Jesus received the punishment and died. But you see the beautiful thing is that Jesus is sinless. <laughs> and so death had no hold over him. He could not stay in the grave, but he rose from the dead. Literally, that's an actual thing that happened on this earth. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. and he is seated at the right hand of God today he's alive he's living and he says come to me if you are weary and i will give you rest and so what we have to do is turn it's a word repentance it means to turn from our mastership our own lordship and turn to back to the lord and say i want you not me I want your lordship not mine. I want your way not mine. You have life, I do not. You have the words of eternal life. 
Where else could I go? Jesus said he is the one way, the truth and the life. And so we must turn and we must receive what he has done by faith. That simply means we have to trust in who he is and what he has done. And so right now, pray with me. I know that was long. I just wanted you to understand very clearly what we believe. Pray with me. Just repeat with me. We say, Jesus, I thank you for what you have done on the cross. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose again in power. I believe you are alive today. And right now, I repent. I turn from my sin, from my own lordship, and I make you my Lord. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. I receive you. And actually right now, I receive the gift of your Holy Spirit that I would not be an orphan, but a son or a daughter with the Holy Spirit inside me. In Jesus' name, amen.